Alright, welcome back everyone to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we are bringing you Michigan football each and every week. And finally, it's here. It is game week. We are not in the dead of the offseason. Things are actually happening. The game is almost here. Uh, I mean, how excited are you, Craig? It doesn't take forever, hasn't it? (laughs) I know. And this is crazy. I mean, it felt like it was like 10 years or something, man. Well, this week feels like the longest week ever. And, of course, it's one of the busiest weeks for me. And I know usually when you're busy, the days fly by. But for me, it just seems like I'm stuck behind my desk for 12 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, you're working all the time. You're waiting and you're waiting. Well, I mean, I think we're just waiting for football in general. But good grief, man. I mean, you get excited about training camp and spring you know in the spring game and you get uh what jim harbaugh has installed and and the whole quarterback uh question mark you're not exactly sure who's even going to be you know how he's going to maneuver and then of course the the news about having the 10 freshmen deep thing was big news so all these things that come coming around are just like man we're finally going to get some answers let's just say that yeah, we'll get to you more and more excited, that's for sure. But yeah, that's totally. But before we jump into that, um, uh, we always want to do a little bit of an intro. And to start things off with our introduction, uh, I'm going to do actually a little shout-out. Uh, one of our longtime listeners, great guy, uh, Drew, was telling us about, I mean, he and his family, uh, particularly he and his son, listened to our show and everything. And he was telling me that, his son's friends don't believe that his dad is friends with us and talks with us. And so I'm, I'm doing a little shout out to Drew's son, Dwayne, and just letting him know uh, that we know that he's listening and we appreciate it. And also letting his friends know that he is legit with what he's saying. Yeah. Dad's not lying. I mean, he knows us. So which yeah. is cool. You know, we should have done is like went to their school. Yeah, just show up. Hey, what's going on? Show up. But, uh, just freak him out. Yeah, but with Dwayne, uh, Drew was telling me that he's doing cross-country right now. So uh, just a little shout-out for Dwayne, and uh, good luck with your cross-country and everything, and I hope that goes really well. Yeah, yeah, big shout-out to him and um, Drew's kid. and Yeah, it, yeah obviously Drew's big fan, a fan of ours and from the very beginning, and, you know, we – always get a kick out of talking to him on twitter and things like that but uh we look forward to seeing him and at tailgating and games and things like that so he, the, the guy's not lying man he's telling the truth yeah just burst your bubble boom blow your mind yeah <laughs> so a little quick shout out there but then something else kind of that i wanted to mention before we actually jump into the content uh for discussing the hawaii game and everything and craig i i didn't tell you what this was about but i, I told you i had something to mention working with uh the blue network and everything if you guys follow that account on twitter there's everybody does the countdowns and our blue network account does the countdowns by the yep. team uh so team five was yesterday team four which was i believe 1883 82 uh was today but uh looking through the entire history of the michigan football i i came across something interesting before rich rod um and brady hoke from 1901 until rich rod 
there were only two coaches, two, that did not win at least a conference title. And those two coaches only coached for a combined three years. Mm. So in over 100 years, only two coaches in uh that coach three years didn't win at least a conference title and then rich rod and brady hoke come in and in the seven years that they're there they're at michigan neither one won a conference title and to to exploit that even more since 1901 before rich rod and brady hoke there were only three other times where a seven year or longer span of time went by that Michigan did not win a conference title. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that shows you right there about like the great history of the program and everything, but also just kind of where we currently are. I mean, Michigan football is Michigan football. Does it have to do how long they were here though? I mean, does it have to say, you know, obviously they're what four and four. So four years and then four years with Hoke. So, Uh Oh uh, well, uh, Rich Rod, Rod was only three. Three, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, was, okay, yeah, because everybody was uh, a little surprised that it was only three, and that's kind of see. I'm see, and I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the implementing of the spread offense. Oh no, I I totally believe that, but I mean that's just, uh, I mean, just so many bad things are wrapped around that i mean like we can bring up brandon we can bring up adidas we could bring up the spread we could bring up yeah we could bring up uh rich rod like we already have i mean there were just so many things that just were not going right and so yeah it's interesting to see that where they are two of the four coaches in what 117 116 years of michigan football that didn't win a conference title yeah, and that figures. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, and the thing is, is it, and within those years is the same time frame that uh, uh, Ohio State and Michigan State have been whipping our tail. So, oh, you yeah. know, it's not, it's not coincidence, folks, that you know they bring Rich Rod, our athletic director, Brandon wasn't exactly doing very well, and just everything fell apart. Just doing all that, and and I, it was it's a perfect storm, wasn't it? All that was perfect storm. Yeah, it it was just bad. I mean, this it, it's not. A, yeah, so. yeah. It just shows that it's not the norm for Michigan to be in the situation that it has been for the past seven years. I mean, last year was a good year. I mean, no, it wasn't conference. There was no conference title, but that was. That was more on track and everything. So just just something to kind of point out. I mean, it seems like forever since uh, Lloyd Carr and then even like our last conference uh, title, which actually was 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. So, but there's a wind to change. You can feel it in the air. (laughs) And its name name is Jim Harbaugh. And it smells like steak. And yeah, milk. It like steak, you know? <laughs> exactly. It smells like pro style, uh, uh, tough grinding uh, football. That's what it smells like. Thank yeah. God. And that is here. And so, uh, without yeah. uh, taking up any more time, we'll go ahead and transition here to the actual ex- episode.
All right, well, to kind of get things uh, started off here, I don't know what this is, but Craig said that he had uh, some to share, some kind of a trivia, some kind of question, so I'm really kind of interested to hear what he has to say. So, Craig, let me know what you got. Okay, we know uh, Michigan's um, going up against uh, Hawaii and the Rainbow Warriors this Saturday. Um, it's going to start at noon. Uh should be pretty you know, obviously, I don't want to take any team for granted, but um, should be an easy game. But this is the third meeting between the two schools. My trivia question for you, Caleb, is what the uh, other previous quarterbacks played against Hawaii? Well, I know, I know one. Okay. Because I saw it. So I, I can imagine what kind of enticed you to ask the question. Yeah, which one? Jim Harbaugh. Yep. What's the other one? Uh, that one, I'm not sure. So I'm going to have to take a stab in the dark. And I will say, um, uh, no. Greasy. Ooh, not bad. But let's just say he's the dude's got four uh, nice rings on his finger. Oh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, Can you believe that? No, I mean that's kind Jim of surprising. Harbaugh, Tom Brady, obviously Jim Harbaugh in '96, and then Tom Brady in '98. So that's pretty interesting to hear. So you know, I didn't realize that, and that was pretty interesting um, trivia right there so, against Wyatt. This is the third meeting coming up. So yeah, and I saw that. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. Harbaugh saying something where he's totally open about playing a game in Hawaii. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but to actually kind of get into things leading into the uh, talk about the game, a uh, cup. Well, maybe just one thing to kind of announce. No, we've got a couple things here um, that to touch base on. Uh, probably have heard by now. Uh, the team captains, two team captains, have been named Jake Butt and Chris Warmly. Um, both really humbled by the experience and both taking it really well and. Uh, really stepping up in their leadership. So that was uh, an announcement that had recently been made. And, of course, there was a lot of press going on recently in this past week or so, and Harbaugh and the staff do know who the starting quarterback is, but they are not going to say. They even have said that the quarterbacks know who's going to be starting, but nothing's been said. And, frankly, I'm not surprised. I mean, does it surprise you, Craig, that we still don't know? No. Like I, I think I said before that you you probably won't know till game day. Yeah. So maybe a couple hours before the game starts. I don't know. I wouldn't surprise if he doesn't he doesn't say it right when they're running on the field, man. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not. Um, well, I've yeah. said it many times. I'm not worried about it. But I mean, it's just it's not an uncommon thing. So. No, and I think we're all kind of. You know, obviously, everybody speculates, but I'm guessing it's it is just based on what I'm hearing and yeah. throughout the year and uh, how he runs the show and how he, I think he's going to use his six foot eight um, uh, a frame and how he's just going to over, you know, he's just going to look over the linemen and just throw and throw nice passes. He reminds me of Orlando, um, uh, what's his face? He's the quarterback for Denver now. What's his name? Um, not the one they named Simeon. Are you talking about? No, uh, not Denver. He went to uh, Houston. Just uh, his height and the way he throws. Oh, um, wow! Totally blanked. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't keep up with names on that. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's about the same height as him. So, and just when I watched him, I said, oh, he kind of reminds me of Spade the way he, he just kind of small passes, precision, you know, and I fully expect that too. So, yeah, well, the thing with um, that, the, one of the biggest things I've heard with Spade, and uh, this came out just recently. I mean, it was after our mega cast episode where we did our predictions but one of the biggest things i heard with spate is that he is the most um efficient and um does the best at protecting the ball and so he makes good decisions he doesn't turn the ball over not saying that anyone's terrible because if somebody was terrible at turning the ball over then it really probably wouldn't be a competition but uh just that he's got that edge and honestly, I mean, compared to last year where I always say it as it was a Frankenstein team, this year I think it's going to be more of, you know, just don't turn over the ball. We're going to be able to have a better running game and we're going to have um, receivers and plays that get people open that we're not going to need to do any uh, down-the-field plays as much. Yeah. Oh, Osweiler is his name, by the way. Oh, um, thanks. So, um you know, I agree with you. I, I, you know, he he's a good manager of the game. I I never expected this at all. I mean, this this we're talking about a, a quarterback that was buried on the depth chart when Hoke was the coach. Man, I I don't think he ever even saw the field. Really, I mean, it's amazing how this guy hung in there and then had that remarkable play to get us to that win. In, uh, against Minnesota, and I'm just like flabbergasted on how he actually he won the starting job, aren't you? It's... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting, but then I mean, do you remember somebody put it out there, and I can't remember who um, that uh, <laughs> Ho- um, not Hoke, wow, Harbaugh got uh, upset with Spate in a practice, and it was actually caught on camera that he uh, he was basically telling him if he doesn't want to do it the way that Harbaugh is telling him to do it, then he can get the he can get the f out of there, right. or go the f somewhere else or something. And you know, I mean, if for for that even to be part of the story, where it's just like you know, he was at that point where Harbaugh was telling him he can leave if he wants to, to possibly now being the starting quarterback for the team. I mean that that shows you some uh, hard work right there. Well, it definitely shows you the fact is you know even spake could probably say hey look i'm not going to be able to maybe even start if i go somewhere else this is my best shot and this is probably my best shot to even if i do well during the season to maybe even go to the nfl or you know get claimed off waivers or whatever but um what a story this is because i saw some stuff on twitter and i saw some things being said and read by some of the espn and people close to what's going on with the big 10 and michigan but uh just talking about the whole thing about a corn and how he wasn't able to win the job and why did they bring him in if that wasn't the case i mean do you have any thoughts on that well i mean harbaugh just i think saw potential and he is but the main thing is everybody knows that he's not the type of coach that says hey, come in, you're going to play for me. It says he's the aspect of, hey, you've got talent, come and compete. And Mm -hmm. so nothing's guaranteed to anybody. I mean, heck, he could recruit a five-star 
and get a five star on the team. And if that player just kind of gets into that um, mindset where they think that they deserve something and they don't compete and work hard, he's not going to play it. Right. So uh, I I don't see any problem that he brought O'Corn in. I mean, it worked out with Rudock, and people were kind of skeptical if it was going to work out with Rudock. So I mean, it's it's not going to be a slam dunk every time, and it, it's not going to be really Harbaugh's fault. It's going to depend on the player and depend on the competition that he's up against. So doesn't I mean isn't O'Corn doesn't he have one more year? I mean. Uh, doesn't he since he transferred doesn't he have one more year to um be here like i know spate's gone but uh i'm wondering if a corn has another year i'm not sure you know obviously i'll have some people to tell me but uh i'm not exactly sure but i think he does so he has every opportunity next year to win the job i mean but uh he's yeah. gonna have tough competition with the what yeah, if that's uh, yeah, yeah that's, if that's the case, yeah, yeah, that that would be true. But then also, I mean, it kind of, I mean, we know we're going to see two quarterbacks. I mean, there's even the chance yeah. that people are saying that uh, they anticipate that we might even see three. So that's a little bit with the quarterback situation. But then talking about players and their availability, uh, Ju Chesson uh, came out saying that he has no restrictions in uh, practice and participation. Um, he was having the knee issue, and he is saying that he's ready for Saturday. Now, if that means that the staff is actually going to let him play, that's not in what he said, or at least why I read that he said. So, um, but even if he is available to play, I don't think he's going to play a whole lot. No, and I don't think he should either. I yeah, mean, I think he should. He should rest him because you know I think just by. The, what I saw from Hawaii playing Cal, I just, you know, it, like any other team, it's just, you know, they come out in the first quarter and they give all they got. They, you know, the energy's high and, you know, and then all of a sudden <laughs> things go. But yeah, like you said, you know, it's just, that's the way it is. So. Yeah. I mean, I doubt we'll see J.U. Chesson doing any returning. He might not even get on the field, but if he is, uh, we both agree that he probably won't be out there. That he probably won't be out there very much. But So, yep. uh, speaking of Hawaii, uh, did get a little bit of a preview last week. Uh, for this, uh, the Michigan game, Hawaii is going to be at Michigan. Game time is noon. It's going to be on ESPN, and the spread for the game is Michigan- giving Hawaii 40 and a half points that's mm-hmm. the spread and then the over under is 54 and a half points so um we'll we'll discuss that later but that's the situation and you were talking about how they played with Cal and I was actually impressed not saying that Cal is exactly uh, a powerhouse team right now but uh Hawaii was very uh, was uh very competitive and hanging in there um, yeah. For almost two whole quarters, at the very end of the first half, they they really kind of fell apart. They gave uh, Cal a lot of yards, and then they, um, I can't remember well, if it was yeah. a turnover, or if it was just a three and out, and they gave the ball. First quarter. Yeah, I think it was the first quarter Hawaii did was hanging with them, and then the second quarter they're non-existent. So, and then obviously the third quarter Hawaii had a little bit of game, and then yeah. And then 
the defense kind of fell apart for Hawaii. So, um, but uh, that's the way that game went down. So, and like you like you said, Cal's not doesn't have the biggest game. Um, you know, very good team anyway. So, um, but uh, well, um, the final score was fifty-one thirty-one. Uh, Cal over Hawaii. Yeah, uh, I mean, a little impressive maybe that Hawaii was putting up thirty-one points. Um, probably a key thing to look at with Hawaii. I mean, there's not there. There were times with the defense that it just looked like a mess. I mean, there was blown coverage and um, things like that. But a uh, player to kind of watch. And by me saying that this was an explosive running back, this does not go to compare and saying, you know, this is going to be one of the best running backs that Michigan's going to see. But yeah. uh, they had their running back, Deosomy St. Just. Saint. Yeah, Juice. Yeah. Deosomy St. Just. Juste or Juiced? Yeah. Uh, St. Just. I, I looked, I saw uh, somebody, and if they had it correct on how to pronounce yeah. some of the Hawaii names, because some of them get really, uh, really tough. But Deosomy St. Just, um, and he, he had one explosive play with a 53 yard touchdown run. But yeah, it'll. Um, I yep. mean, just with how our linebackers, and of course the issues that we had with the linebackers even being healthy and seeing the field last year, it'll be nice to see them take on someone who has a running back who proves that they can do at least something and see how we can handle it. So, right, yeah, yeah, he was the big hi- highlight of the game too. I mean, uh, you know they're. Their quarterback Woolsey is okay. He's not great. I mean, he didn't throw for very much and did what he can. But uh, yeah, by that time, it's too late. But yeah, that was the bright spot, you know. You know, and I wouldn't worry about running backs as much. Obviously, when we played uh, Indiana last year, with their running back and he just you know, torched us. But uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much about uh, the linebacker core in this game as we did last year because the very fact is I think Harbaugh's moving things around. I think he's got Peppers moving it around too. So I don't think it's going to be the same looking team uh, on that linebacker position as before. So but uh, I think they're going to shore that up in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel comfortable with that. I mean, yeah. besides just being another year um, – on to the next season and everything. I mean, bringing in Don Brown, th- things are not working in Hawaii's favor for this game because this is going to be Don Brown's um, exhibition game with uh, the Michigan defense. And so really, they Hawaii doesn't know what's coming. I mean, they can probably have studied what Brown did with Boston College, but, I mean, he's got a whole different caliber of player on his yeah. defense uh and like saying that cal is not the uh biggest defensive powerhouse out west i i think that's just going to be a, a whole different beast for hawaii to face and everything nothing no, is... I, oh go yeah, ahead I, agree, Caleb. I mean i totally agree with you on the whole you know and i kind of forgot about that is don brown here i mean we're seeing none of us have seen what we're going to expect on Saturday. We're not going to know what kind of, you know, defensive plays that he runs. I mean, obviously we know that he does blitz packages. He does all kinds of uh, different looks and zone reads and 
but a man-to-man sometimes, but uh, he changes it up quite a bit that, like you said, I think this is going to be something we've never seen before at Michigan yet. I mean, it, that's the exciting part. I mean, we know kind of expect what we know from the offense, but from the defense, defensive side, man, we don't know what Don Brown's going to bring. I just think it's going to be pretty amazing what he does. So I, I can't wait to sit back and watch this. <laughs> Yeah, well, something definitely to mention as well with it is that I don't think either Cal or Hawaii work as physically hard as Michigan does with their practices. And I believe it's Rashawn that usually uh, says it with the idea that Michigan practices are going to be tougher than the actual games with how tough Michigan practices. And I honestly... I honestly think that's going to be truthful in some instances, and this being probably one of those instances where their Michigan is going to go out there, and especially since it's at the beginning of the season against a weaker opponent. And again, no disrespect, and you know you have to give your opponent respect, otherwise they wind up uh, closing the gap on you and potentially beating you. But all due respect, you know, I mean, there's going to be a a different level of player, different level of conditioning, and I think it's going to be, you know, it's the opener, fans are pumped, team's pumped, first game, big house with the Jordan gear, with uh, Jordan being the honorary captain. Yeah. Uh, Just too much going on. It's is bad news for the Rainbow Warriors. (laughs) it is like you said i mean you got the jump man you got nike and new uniforms and they're the trust me the players can't can't wait to break those things out and get them dirty and ready to play and the excitement it's gonna be crazy man i mean it's really gonna be crazy i think the players are gonna be pumped up i can't wait to see you know who's at what position at times where they're going to change it up and and i'm excited even let's say we're up big to see who gets in there and gets a little playing time that'll be really interesting too yeah for sure we've got some uh some of our listeners gave some predictions and we'll share a few here before the end uh you talking about some uh players and who's going to get playing time and things like that so i want to make sure that we don't forget to talk about that but yeah so um speaking a lot about the defense but then uh michigan offense uh we talked about ju chesson and uh Mm -hmm. how we don't expect a lot with him we talked a little bit with the quarterback and all i think this might be i mean they're they're going to be hawaii's going to give us opportunities to go deep i don't know if there's going to be a lot of um deliberate attempts at making huge plays i think that most of the time harbaugh's mindset is just you know grind it down on a team try to keep their defense on the field and just wear them down Mm -hmm. kind of a situation but with them doing that against hawaii it's going to create openings i mean there i i see some running backs busting through a hole and just exploding and then there's going to be some broken coverage and things like that but i think yeah i i I don't think they're going to worry about anything like too flashy or fancy. Speaking of offense, I don't 
I really honestly don't anticipate seeing Peppers or Lewis on offense for this game because it's no. un, it's unnecessary. No. I mean, I guess you could say that it could be there for the practice aspect, but I just there's there's no reason at this point. No, I say even get a couple of those freshmen or somebody out there doing punt returns or even kick returns, something, you know. Um, I don't know if in the beginning they will because, you know, obviously Harbaugh won't want to be up on uh, up big on them or whatever, but, uh, you know, anything can happen. They can fumble. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you want to protect your main uh, players throughout the year. And, I, I like you said, I can't see them playing trick plays. I mean, this is an Hoke team. This isn't a team where we're barely, what, the last couple minute or so against Akron. <laughs> so, and you need them to do something. So it, it, I don't expect that at all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is this is going to be a different, uh, yeah. different early season game for Michigan than what it was underneath Hoke. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, people are pumped up, man. They're just like, absolutely getting excited because this is such a good, this is such a good team. It's a good year. Um, we got a great defense, and man, it's Harbaugh, it's Don Brown, and man, this is going to be really, really exciting to see because, um, you know, we were during the Hulk era, we had such a hard time every year. We were like, you know we weren't excited you know we were more of like questioning every year you know what are we going to do what's this going to look like yeah yeah for sure well um something to touch on and everything what uh can you name a player or players that are going to be impact players not not necessarily somebody who's going to be you know defensive player of the game or offensive player of the game but who who are they going to mention in the highlights um and maybe not uh, a typical name like peppers or something like that but uh, do you have some players that you think are going to be on that impact level yeah i do um gosh just based on who we're playing i expect um i expect uh, davion smith to run really ramp it through them and tire them out um, I also expect uh, maybe some Ty Isaac too because they might want to save Devion Smith some for some bigger opponents coming up. So, um, but I see you know Spate uh, doing well, and I don't mean throwing touchdowns. You know, I see him throwing maybe a one at butt, but I see Spate doing what he can. Like I actually see him running touchdowns in or something like that, or just dinking and dunking. But um, Yes, yeah, so, uh, I'd say I'd say Ty Isaac or Davion Smith is one of them. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with Ty Isaac. Um, yeah, I think Davion's going to have a good game too. Um, if I have to say somebody on offense to watch, especially because of what they've said about him um, during the spring and uh, all the practices since uh, last year, is Amar Darbo because there was the yep. conversation about him being the number one receiver. Yeah. Um, now in practice, it when the receiver last year, just that Darbo really stepped up, which is awesome. I mean, it, just seeing all these players step up at their position and you know create create more competition has been great. You know, iron sharpeneth iron. So uh, Mar Darbo, I think, is going to be a player that I don't think he's going to be in there honestly all that long, but I think he's going to 
make an impact on the game. I mean, he's going to score. He's going to have uh, some yeah. good routes and things like that. If I had to go, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Um, if I had to go with on the defensive side, just somebody that I think is going to have their name mentioned a bit, good old Taco Charlton. Yeah. <laughs> so I I, th- I think he'll have a good game. Uh, there have been some good things to say about him, and so I think that uh, I think a lot of good things are going to happen for the defense. Um, but Taco Charlton, I think might uh, might have an interesting game. So keep an eye on him. And so of course, I mean, there are all those other you know typical names that we could mention like but you were saying spate you could say peppers and rashawn gary's probably going to do some stuff but those are some different names to throw in there to watch so yeah and it'll be interesting to see you know maybe they got you know what hawaii keys on you know if they're keying on chess and then darbo i mean look out darbo is amazing talent so um or do they key off on um, Butt, and then you've got Wheatley Jr. there, or somebody like uh, Gentry, you know, at tight end? Um, or do you say, hey, you know, Debian Smith is in there for a little bit. Let's get Ty Isaac in there, and some of the, or Higdon, you know, somebody who's a change of pace back. Um, all those things come to mind. Um, you know, defense-wise, do you know, do you have Lewis out there for a little bit, and then Peppers, and then they, you know, give way to some of the other guys. So. Long, you know, maybe Long gets in there. You never know. Yeah, for sure. So, um, a couple interesting questions, and I don't know if we'll ask this week by week, but uh, I'll go ahead and ask this. And you know, what are you going to say is the first touchdown? I mean, is it going to be Hawaii? Is it going to be Michigan? Is it going to be running? Is it going to be special teams? Uh, Give me a give me a prediction on what the uh, first touchdown of the game is going to be. First touchdown is Michigan, and it's going to be with Devion Smith. All right, so we got running one. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's Yeah, I think we're just going to pound it. Yeah, running game definitely has the opportunity. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, like I said, there uh, he had runs last year, but uh, there are going to be opportunities with this wide defense. I wouldn't be surprised where running back just busts through a hole and uh, gets a big run for a touchdown or something like that. For the first touchdown, I'm actually going to anticipate a running touchdown as well. I think that's going to be Ty Isaac, actually. Yeah, I was I was hedging on which one, you know, on Ty Isaac or Debian. I think Ty Isaac is going to get a lot more playing time than people believe because they want to rest up Smith. So, but yeah, he was my other one where I was hedging on, but... uh, We'll see. Yeah, and I heard good things with Ty Isaac as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, uh, But then uh, definitely other questions. You know, I mean, are we going to see – we definitely – I definitely believe, and I think you're on this side as well, that we're going to see Michigan forcing some turnovers. So then question is, is there going to be a defensive touchdown in the game? No, I don't think so, but I think you're going to see some – Force fumbles and stuff like that, but no, but okay. um, things like that. I mean, they're pretty rare to get a defensive touchdown. I mean, so you know when it happens, you know you would have to have uh, Wolsey doing a pretty bad pass to throw it, and one of our guys pick it off and run it in. But uh, I mean, I can see it, of course. I mean, you got uh, Lewis back there. We got some of the best secondary in the country, but. Um, um, I want to just say that, you know, it's going to be a fumble or something like that, a forced fumbles. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of success on the defense. And 
That that yeah. is tough. Yeah, that, don't be an interception. I mean, I think he's gonna. Well, he will throw a couple. Sure, of yeah. course he is. I'm not sure you're gonna be able to run it back. I mean, yeah. those are always tough. But well, I t- I totally agree. Where it's it's gonna be tough to say if if it happens the way that I see it happening it would be if Michigan uh, kicks it off or punts it which if they really need to punt it really much at all. But anyways, that Hawaii gets pinned deep, and then there's some mishap, and Michigan gets, like, somebody intercepts the ball at the five-yard line or the seven-yard line, or somebody it gets fumbled and they land on it in the end zone or something. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be something where it's down the field. And, uh, for instance, I don't think it'll be an interception like Lewis had against Northwestern where it's a pass out to the 25, and he just had the – edge of the field all the way down to the end zone but it could happen i'm not completely sold on it um but it'll be interesting to watch so there'll be a lot of great success for the defense though that's for sure right oh yeah they will they'll be pumped up so we'll see do you have uh any any other um maybe just predictions thoughts with the game before we kind of break down on uh score and some things like that yeah i mean take a look at um with uh corn if he gets in there maybe if we get, got this game handled and see if uh jim harbaugh wants to get him in there um i know there are times when he wants a quarterback to finish off the game i it, you know i noticed that about jim harbaugh i'm not exactly sure i agree with him there um it at times where if the game's i, I call it uh fourth quarter beginning of fourth quarter and we've got the game handled jim harbaugh almost uh, lets his quarterback finish it off like to say that's your win and you get that and i'm more of a guy to go take him out of there because <laughs> you need him so um maybe a corn gets in there and, and and expect um like rashawn was saying maybe when we get up big they expect some of the two second string third string guys in there like kareem walker maybe we see uh, some of the other receivers on there, um, some of the secondary long, and uh, those guys get in there. And that's the key to seeing because the very fact is um, Jim Harbaugh talking about what doing about even more than 10 deep uh, with freshmen that he's thinking about rotating. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that's huge. And it'll be interesting to see who he does. I'm, I'm guessing Rashawn Gary is one and Bradison is another, but um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Saturday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, before we continue with our thoughts, I do want to mention some of the predictions that, uh, like I said, some of the listeners had, so I'll name a few here. Uh, one from Facebook, Dwayne Gray, uh, is predicting that there'll be two turnovers by the defense and three 50-plus yard plays from our offense um so expecting some uh, explosive plays there on the offense and then uh from twitter we have from sim dog we don't really have a set qb but i do predict the offense will have over 400 yards of uh total offense mm-hmm. u of m graphics on twitter says a final score of 45 to 3 and shane plays all of the fourth quarter um about that <laughs> yeah well uh, actually it was really funny the first time that i read that i i got my words mixed up i guess and <laughs> i thought it said that he was saying shane plays all four quarters 
Oh yeah, yeah. And I was right. like, wow. <laughs> I was I was actually typing up to um, reply to him and be like, dude, that's a bold prediction. I mean, because yeah. then I was going to ask too. You know, are you are you saying that Shane Morris is going to be out there? You know, doing receiver because they had him doing that in the spring game. Um, but then I corrected myself with that. No, I mean, does he mean? You know, obviously, he might mean uh, quarterback, but he was, does he mean also at receiver? Because yeah. obviously, well, he... well, that was the thing is I read it wrong. So it was just forty-five to three. Shane plays all of the fourth quarter. So okay. yeah, that that makes more sense than what my mind was tricking myself into, but. Yeah, I see him playing that receiver. I do, getting him in there, seeing what we can do. You know. Yeah, yeah, they might. Uh, I don't anticipate much trickery. I mean, maybe they'll do a little bit with Shane and having him in at quarterback, and then they'll move him around or something. But we'll get to our predictions for Hawaii uh, for the actual score and everything, and against the spread and the over under. But uh, definitely have to mention our uh, the list that we put out a couple weeks ago about the Big Ten games to watch week by week. Uh, we're not going to talk about a whole lot, but we want to mention it, and that's the LSU-Wisconsin game at Lambeau Field. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure you guys check that one out. It'll be kind of interesting to see. Uh, I don't think anyone is counting Wisconsin really out of it by any means. Um, I mean, LSU is a 10-point favorite, but I, uh, you know... Uh, Wisconsin is a solid team, so they're uh, they're capable of doing something. And if the right things fall into place, uh, it could turn out interesting. So, but yeah, I I kind of do anticipate that LSU is going to take that game though in the end. Yeah, I do too. I mean, obviously, it comes down to quarterback play for LSU, um, but uh, I fully expect them to and Leonard Fournette. Now, how's he doing? I mean, how's he? Obviously, I think he's better. I know he had an injury, so... Yeah, something with his ankle, I believe. Uh, he was unrestricted. Uh, I mean, he went back, and he was practicing, and he was running shortly after, so I haven't heard if he was 100% in practices or not, but he's been out there practicing, so they anticipate that he's going to play. I've heard they anticipate that he's going to play. Okay, so yeah. If he wasn't playing, I, I imagine that um, LSU would not be a 10-point favorite, so... Well, that's, yeah, and that's a real, like we were talking about in our last, or a couple podcasts, is um, how Wisconsin plays against LSU. If they play well, then I really expect them to do well against Michigan State, and, um, you know, they might play pretty well against us, but uh, obviously Ohio's got to go to Wisconsin, so that might be a real tough game for them. Yeah, I remember you, you definitely did say that. Yeah to make mention of so yep that's that's your game to watch we are going to uh i'm not sure how we're going to be doing this yet but we're going to be keeping track of this week by week uh craig and i are going to predict the spread and the over under and each one's a point for the michigan game uh you know just getting it right uh but then we're also going to pick our own um choice games of the week from the big 10 i don't know i don't know what to call it yet but we're both going to pick a game from the big 10 and we're going to pick the winner against the spread. Um, who's going to win with the spread? And so that's uh, another way for us to get a point 
Um, and then we're going to add up the points at the end. And a loser is going to have to do something. We're not sure yet. Maybe people can give us idea, ideas as we go along. But, uh, Craig, what's your uh, your choice game that you're going to uh, predict the spread for this week? Oh, boy. Put me on the spot on this one. I can't pick a tough game, can I? Are you, do you want me to pick a real bad game? You can pick any Big Ten matchup. So, I mean, well, you, you could pick the I'll, Wisconsin LSU game if you want. Or uh, you could pick... I mean, obviously, anything except for Michigan. So okay, um, let's go Wisconsin LSU, of course, because that's my I think my second or third game I want to watch and see how Wisconsin's doing. So, uh, what are they? What are they spreading at that? So with LSU, LSU is giving Wisconsin ten points. Then for that one, ten points. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, I think it'll be more. So I think uh, it'll be something like 36 to 21, something like that. Okay, so you are taking LSU uh, LSU to win by more than 10. Oh, yeah. All right, well, the the way that you always got to look at the spreads and everything is basically by picking the team that you trust the most or the team that you don't trust the most. <laughs> And so I I was going the opposite way you're going. You're you're putting a lot of trust in LSU. And so I was looking at Big Ten teams that I don't trust at this point. Um, but the, uh, So the two games I was looking at were for Purdue and Illinois. But with Illinois, really, it's it's tricky because it's going to be Lovey Smith's first game. So I'm, yeah. uh, I, I kind of don't want to touch that one. So I, I'm going to pick, uh, and I, I feel like it's even not that the greatest scenario but uh purdue is playing eastern kentucky at home uh noon okay and they are a 16 and a half point favorite honestly i don't like purdue this year (laughs) i just don't (laughs) so i do not really trust that spread so i'm actually gonna go ahead and take uh eastern kentucky winning it with the points Right. So that's going to be, that will be my lock. No, that's a good one. So we'll have to watch that and see how those turn out. So then that brings us up to our actual predictions for the Michigan game then. So the spread, as I mentioned before, is a drum roll. You get a drum roll. Oh, yeah, I can put drum roll into this. Uh, So, mentioned already before, Michigan is a 40.5 point favorite. The over under is 54.5 points. So, Craig, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, Go Go ahead. Okay, I am going to predict that um, Hawaii, if given 40 points, uh, would would get the win. So, I'm going to take giving Hawaii the 40 points. Um, but I'm going to say that it's going to be under the total of 54 points. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a whole bunch of points, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot to give. I think they were saying that this is, uh, the second biggest margin, vic- uh, point spread, is it ever for Michigan or just in like a decade or something? Yeah, I'm with you. And there's, I, no, I don't. Yeah, why is not a very good team at all. And Michigan should roll pretty good, but um, 
I don't believe by 50 they're given. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on that. Okay. All right. So the tiebreaker for us is going to be the, our uh, pick of the picks of the week then. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what's your, uh, then I'll let you go first for this one then. Um, what's your actual score prediction for the game? My score prediction is going to be 42 to 14. Or no, forty-two to thirteen. I think they'll get a touchdown, a couple field goals, and that's it. Okay, I I am actually honestly, this is what I'll say about Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii they stayed physical with Cal. Uh, Michigan is a different beast than that. I think that they'll stay physical in the first quarter. I mean, where they'll show some energy and everything like that. But honestly, I think we've got a different level athlete, and it's just going to really wear them down. And then especially in the second half, Michigan's going to come out and it's going to—it's almost going to be like the beginning of the game for them. They're going to be fresh. They're, they're going to be pumped and they're going to be ready to go. And I think they're just going to lay waste to Hawaii. I'm actually going to go with a shutout wow. for, for the opener, but I'm going to say 38-0. to zero. Wow. Yeah. That's bold, dude. That, that, about that? That's more on the bold side. I, I will give myself... Well, even all right. Let's put it this way: even if fourth quarter, the game's just out of reach, like let's say my score, and you throw in some of the freshmen and some of the third string guys from Michigan playing against Hawaii, do you see? Or I call it garbage time. You, have, I mean, you could always get garbage time in there. So that's what I'm throwing in. Well, the Gar- thing the thing that I could see is if we have a shutout and. Harbaugh starts putting in players, um, second string, third string, whatever, just uh, mm-hmm. lower players and everything. You know Hawaii's going to do some of the same eventually. That's but, true. Um, but the thing is, if if the shutout is in jeopardy, like let's say um, Michigan's <laughs> able to keep Hawaii in their territory like the entire part of the game or most of the entire – if, if they start <laughs> encroaching on Michigan's side, I could see Harbaugh putting back in the starters – <laughs> and being like, try to get this shutout, and then if we can't get this shutout, then you guys can sit. But if we have a chance at a shutout, I honestly think Harbaugh would would go for it, and I think and I think that's how Don Brown would be too. Yeah, I, I think oh, he's gonna it's gonna piss people off, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, and no, that's the thing. Like, uh, and that's what you saw last year. I can't remember exactly what game it was, but. Um, people were getting on top, on Harbaugh for freaking out about a game that was a blowout right. in the fourth quarter. And he was upset because, uh, and I honestly believe this, and I can't remember if it actually came out or not, but he was upset uh, in my mind because it was putting uh, the shutout game in jeopardy. And it's it's a rewarding thing for the defense. I don't think that he really would care about how it's seen uh, in the national perspective and things like that. It, it's just, it's for the players. I mean, if a defense can walk off the field and say that they did not allow the offense to score a single point, that is uh, an, a great accomplishment and something that's worn with pride. I mean, you talk about those games last year. Right. Uh, I mean, that was, that was huge. That was something that we hadn't seen, and I, I can't even remember how long they had said, so... Yeah, they were showing that um, ES, ESPN ticker that uh, it's been 
three games in a row they were shutting out teams that's pretty crazy history making there so but i could see with this team yeah i I mean i totally can see with hawaii i mean given the first game given how hyped everything is and um you know new branding of uh, jordan just the fan base is just pumped up but yeah i could see that yeah, and Hawaii already played, and they played in Australia, and they have to travel so freaking far to get to Michigan and yeah. all that. So are you rethinking your score? No. Dang it. I'm going with the garbage touch, garbage touchdown and garbage field goal. Okay. All right, just checking, because I, I really was hoping that you were going to say something like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about it, because I was going to shut you down and be like, you suck and you can't change. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll be there Saturday. So I mean, yeah, we'll be sure. wrong, looking around. We'll be in the game, but for sure, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, yeah. that that talking about the uh, score and everything we'll, that'll wrap things up for the episode. Uh, but stick around; we got a couple of announcements and things that uh, we're sure you guys don't want to miss. Yep. Okay, all right. Well, uh, here, there it is. That's our uh, first preview episode of the 2016 football season. That's awesome. Uh, really excited yeah. to be able to say that that is in the books. Uh, but we do have some interesting stuff that's going to be going on with us um, for Saturday. Uh, Craig, you have a little bit of the details, I guess. Uh, we don't have a lot right now, but do you want to share what we do have and kind of what the vague plan is i guess (laughs) it is kind of vague but um vague in a good way so what we're doing is obviously for first game saturday um we're gonna uh, caleb and i and the blue brothers sportscast is gonna try to get out there with the blueprint and with sean reeves and we're gonna try to get there early um what we're gonna do is kind of tailgate with everyone we're gonna try to see if where some of the tailgate parties are from our Facebook group that we have, the Blue Network, uh, everything Michigan football group. Uh, make sure to join if you can. Um, a lot of people are having parties there, um, invited us by. So we want to come by and say hi. We want to stop by. We want to come by even if you don't know who we are and uh, promote the show, promote the Blue Network because uh, the umbrella it's under, um, we're, it's a great group uh um, we're trying to promote it and try to get it off the ground, but uh, we're going to try to move around. And I mean, to say we're going to be in one specific area, we're not. We're probably just going to be moving around, but we have a lot of things we're going to try to do um, to air the show. And we're going to try to do things live, right? I mean, we're trying to do things like that. Uh, yeah, to- we will have we will have our equipment. We have some some equipment now that will allow us to record on site. Um, so we will record, uh, I'm not sure exactly when or where we're, I think we're going to go down there. We're going to kind of explore a little bit and then try to see where we can set up for maybe a half an hour, an hour, and maybe we'll tweet out about it and put it in the Facebook group and say, Hey, we're going to be at this location and we're going to record if you want to come and discuss with us something about the game yeah. or whatnot. Um, and then we'll do that. It's not, it's not really going to be an episode where <laughs> this is really just winging it. I feel like we're going back to, um to our, our first month of when we recorded last year, like the very first time when we were starting. Cause we, we really <laughs> yeah. just won it. I mean, we stuck things together yeah. with duct tape and we 
had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> but um, that's a little bit of what we're doing with this. We're just going to go. We're going to check it out and see what is available for us to do. And uh, it's we're going to record. We're going to put it on and uh, share it with everybody. But it's not going to be a quote-unquote episode. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have but, that down there. Right, it's raw. It's gonna be raw. It's. I mean, we're just feeling this out. We're gonna obviously get better at this, and as the games go by, and um, we'll see how it goes. And obviously, by next year, we'll have we'll have everything figured out and what we're gonna do, where we're gonna be, things like that. We'll let you know. But um, we're kind of winging it. So to say, oh, we're gonna be right here at this spot. We can't say that, but. You know, look for our shirts. You know, we'll post it up on the Twitter and the Facebook page and things like that on what to look for. Um, me and Caleb will be wearing our golden blue printed uh, shirts and look for it. And uh, we want to see you. I mean, we want to meet everybody we can. So, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll uh, eventually try to maybe have our own spot uh, where we can actually set up and be located at permanently for a game like if we're there tailgating or something like have a setup with a tent and everything but right now we're just going and checking it out and seeing what we're going to be capable be capable of doing with our equipment so um but yeah speaking of um speaking of going way back to the beginning uh some dimension uh i mean uh it's taken off uh pretty well already i mean like new things going on with the blue network and everything things could be coming up so there might be announcements with that but talking about the first month that we were recording uh it's just been a constant incline for us a uh, little bit of a a little bit of a dip back in january between december and january you know obviously when the off season got um started and everything but it's been a steady incline i honestly think things are going to catch fire here especially with the game starting back up and everything but just kind of interesting to see because we have more hits we have more than twice as many hits per episode now than when we even what we even had for a month when we first started recording so love that yeah that that shows you how uh how unpopular how uh how much the the Twitter sphere Michigan fan base didn't know about the Blue Brothers back at or peanut butter and jelly back at the beginning. So, <laughs> well, we were raw. We didn't know what we we're doing, but we just well, heck, it just started off with just being two guys wanting to talk about football. We didn't realize, but I thought we, you know, we thought we had a good branding. We th- thought we had a good uh, way of talking about Michigan football and, and being fans. And I mean, we're, we're just fans. We're not anybody that, uh, you think that's anybody special. We're just like you tailgaters and, and fans in the crowd. And we decided to do a podcast and sportscast and seem to be doing really well. And we're excited, real excited. So yeah, getting better and better. That's for sure. Yeah. That's why we say the latest and greatest because each week it just gets better and better. But, uh, something, uh, few things uh to mention one small thing is uh we are going to have predictions for each big 10 teams uh record for the year we're probably just going to tweet that out put that on our website that's something that craig and i were kind of discussing and that we've got going but the main thing uh the the bigger thing and this is probably not going to happen for a few weeks like two or three weeks but something that will go into effect, uh, we are with Eagle Eye Radio, if you don't know that, um, that's part of the blueprint. And what we will do, when uh, it's going through kind of a re- revamp, 
and there are going to be some new things that we can do with that. But what what will start happening is uh, we're going to be having uh, review episodes, recaps of the game, and then we're going to have preview episodes. So each week we should be having two episodes. And the plan is to have, when the radio gets revamped, is to have episodes air on the radio Mondays, 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. online radio. You can go on there. We'll, we'll tell you where it's at. It's eagleeyeradio.com, I believe. It's just the website. Um, but in a few weeks, that, uh, those will be the times. On Mondays, you can find it there. And then on Tuesdays, it will be available online on our website and everything. So if you want to hear it first, if you want to see, you know, catch up on things from the weekend and everything and hear the latest information, that'll be on Mondays. And then the preview episodes will be the same time released on Wednesday then, 9, a, uh, 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and then released on the website on Thursdays. So, yeah. yeah, kind of threw a, little, a lot of information right there, but that's that's going to be the plan coming up in a little while. So right now, uh, this is a preview episode. It's going to come out here Wednesday or Thursday, but then moving forward, uh, reviews on Monday and previews on Wednesdays. So, yep, yeah, we want to promote the Eagle Eye Radio and app and get that going up and. Man, we get a lot of things going on, man. I know it's hard to keep track. So, so yeah. So good things happening. Hopefully, things hopefully happen. more, uh, more to announce as uh, weeks go on and everything. So, yeah, yeah. All right, but that's uh, that's it for us. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we hope you guys, as always, have a good week. And we'll go ahead and finish it off with go blue, go blue.